0: This morning, uh, we're going to start out with the song, we're not doing the one we've done the last two weeks. Uh, that was right at the beginning of the service, so I got another one. <clears throat> um, oh, I'm going to need music, though. Hold on a second. Uh, <clears throat> got another one for us. As By the way, this is not special music. You will know that because it has just a slight country beat to it. Uh, so, that's never happening. But, in this case, uh, and uh, obviously you, uh, you can see it up there
1: on the screen. I want to hear you sing. I've got to live a river of life going out of here. Makes a name to walk and the time. I've got a river of life flowing out of
0: me. That's pretty good. It sounds like most of you know that song. So, because you're doing so well, and you know what? I think we should divide into parts. Okay, so in the next part, now we're going to go back to this, but there's the next part, many of you know, because you're sounding so good with it. Spring up a well within my soul. So, on this side right over here, on my left... Spring up, a oh well. When we say, spring up, oh well, I want you to sing, gush, gush, gush. Give it a try. Ready? Okay, we're going to give it one more try. Okay. So spring up, a oh well, gush, 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 within my soul. Then spring up, a oh well, and for you guys right here, splish, splash. You want to try that? One, two, three. Okay. You were able to do it the first time. Good, good, good. Okay. And, and then, so spring up, a oh well, splish, splash, and make me whole spring up a well, you guys get the very spiritual word, that's right, you get the yee that's kind of like the country amen, just, just, just saying, all right, so, uh, so we'll go uh, to the,
1: back to the verse here, I've got a memory of life out of lame to walk and the blind to those I've got a river of life Going out of me Spring up, oh well Within my soul Spring up, oh well And make me old oh, Spring up, oh well And give to me That life Of thunder and peace Okay, so that we don't make the message go on
0: forever. We're going to do it one more time. You're going to get warm stats at it, but we got
1: to pick it up. Get it? I've got a little life going out of me. It's a way you walk and the blinds you see. Open prison doors, simple scotting hill. I've got a little life going out of me. It's up, so well. Within my soul, spring up the well, and make me whole, sing up the well, and give to me that life abundantly, that life abundantly.
0: Now, let me just ask you, do you got a river of life flowing out of you? I know we say it. Now, do people see rivers of life? All abundant, all around river of life that Jesus promised coming out of you. An abundant life that includes a fountain of of joy springing up within my soul. Do we have that? Because we're going to need it. We're going to need it if we're going to fight the battle for joy. By fighting with joy. Uh, the, the theme that we've talked about this year uh, as we're on part three today. The fight for Joy. Where do we get this joy? Where do we get this joy to fight the problems, to fight the pain, to fight some of the people in our life? We need to fight with the fountain of joy that we've already got. Where do we get it? We need to fight with the fountain of joy that we have already got. What kind of fountain do we fight with? Uh, For some, maybe it's just kind of like a little tabletop fountain of joy. You know, I kind of got that going, I got a little tabletop. Oh, now I got one, you know, I kind of got a garden variety, uh, fountain of joy going on. Or is it more like I got a fountain of joy? Unfortunately, for many Christians, this is their fountain of joy. (laughs) You know, it's kind of just this little thing, just for me. I have a little sip of joy every once in a while, you know, when I'm really feeling kind of (sighs) dry. Oh, This is what the fountain of joy should look like, not this. Jesus has given us a whole lot more than just a little something to whistle our joy with. The first thing we need to think about, what is it that he's given us? What has he given us more? Here's what it is. Let the everlasting, unrelenting fountain of joy spring up in your soul. What kind of joy? What kind of fountain? An everlasting. Everlasting, unrelenting fountain of joy spring up. See, ultimately, joy is not something that we need to get, it is something we've already got from Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, and what's next? Joy. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. We have, if you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have. Joy, You have the fruit. You have joy. In fact, Romans chapter 15 verse 13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you hear that you got to be joyful always, we need to recognize that, that we always have joy we just need to get our joy on we need to get out there we need to fight for joy by fighting with the joy that we already got look at first Peter chapter one there where we read in verses three and four it's talking about praising God for in His great mercy. He's given us a new birth, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus, and an inheritance that never perished foil or fade. Talking about our, uh, inherit, uh, our salvation. And yet our salvation is a, a package deal. Salvation is not just a get-out-of-hell-free card. Our everlasting salvation begins as new creations in Christ, where we have been made new in every way, including a new fountain of that same everlasting joy. Psalm 87, verse 7. All my fountains are in you. Some versions actually say all my springs of joy are in you. The sense is that God is the source of, our, of everything. God is the source of life. God is the source of love. God is the source of joy. Do we grasp that Jesus didn't just say, here is life that's going to last forever. I'm giving you here life that will last forever. And I'm going to give you some love, some joy, some peace that will only last a little bit. It's kind of temporary. But I'm giving you a life that's going to last forever. But I'm going to give you this joy and this other stuff. It's going to be temporary. In other words, I'm going to give you a life that's just going to go on and on and on forever. But most of it you're not going to have joy in. You think that's the way Jesus says that? That's sometimes the way we treat it. Sometimes the way we think about it. No. That's not life. The living hope, verse 3, talks about. Or, or as some verses say, the lively hope communicates an idea that we are to be alive in hope, but not just hope, but alive in love, alive in joy, alive in something that never ends. We are made not just to survive this life, but to be alive in this life with an everlasting fountain of joy that is in us now. Suppose God gave you a bank card that had unlimited money on it. And he told you you can use it whenever you want, as often as you want. And at first you go out and use it, and it, you're do, you're doing it, and it's this is good. But then you're at a store one time, and it's just kind of uh, at a store, and, and there's something you you want to buy a a candy bar. You don't tell your wife about it, but you're going to buy a candy bar. It's only like three bucks, right? So you just reach in your pocket because you got three bucks in your pocket. All right, I got three bucks to pay for the candy. I mean, it just kind of makes sense. A little bit later, something comes along, and it's only a dollar. You're going to buy some mints. I don't know. Maybe you need them. Um, you, got, you buy some mints, and, and those only cost you a dollar. And so, like, I'm going to get the card out and all that. I'm just going to reach in my pocket and pull out the dollar and pay for it. And, and things kind of go along with that. Some things, maybe $12. Just think, ah, it's not that big. I, I can do it, you know, $12. And again, we pull it out of our, our pocket and pay for it. Uh, because it's just more convenient at least in our minds and more convenient It just makes more sense to pay this smaller thing out of our pocket besides that's what we were used to before And we did okay most of the time before when we were just paying out of our pocket with that So we get out of the habit of using the card that god's given us In fact, there are times you forget you even have this bank card that he gave you Except when some really really big expenditure comes up something you need And for some people, they're like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll just go without. But others say, oh, I forgot. God gave me this bank card. I can use it whenever I want. It's just it doesn't matter how big the expense is. He said I could use it. There's plenty of there's plenty of money. There's plenty. I just go ahead and use it. And so just one problem. I'm not exactly sure where I put that card. It's been so long since I've used it. It's tied to God's heavenly account, but you're not exactly sure That's the way we treat God's joy Now we like to think about it that God give you that All expense card for money But you realize that God's given us From his heavenly account A never-ending joy card that we can use at any time It's there. It's always there, available. As you go through a regular day, though, what do we do? Instead of tapping into God's heavenly account of joy, we just reach in our pocket. With the little supply of human joy that we've kind of accumulated from good days, good feelings, good people that we hang around We got some joy in our pocket we say and so when we have to deal with something we we just kind of pay out of pocket With a fleshly happiness until we get into a real fight for joy We end up fighting from the little joy that we have in our pocket and we try fighting and we try dealing with this situation We try dealing with this person with the joy, but eventually we're like "Ah, I don't got any joy left. My pockets are empty I, I, I got nothing here. Eventually we run out because we get run down because we do not run to the everlasting, never-ending fountain of joy that God has given us. His unlimited MasterCard of joy. We're not tapping into it. Even though we've been given that to fight the battle that is before us through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know... Fights will come our way. In life, we're, we're, we're going to have a fight. In fact, uh, if we look on down at verse 6 in First Peter chapter 1. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you've had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. You have to suffer trials of, of various problems, various pains. But he says it's now just for a little while, or some verses say a season... And the trials and the troubles that we have are, are are really nothing. We recognize are nothing compared to eternal life. We think that we're going to live forever. The problems and people that we have to deal with here is nothing, because life is everlasting. It just goes on. It's going to be a small little thing. Well, so too the sorrows that we have to deal with. Whatever sorrows that we're dealing with are temporary and can't compare to an everlasting joy that we've been given. We're not just given an everlasting, we live forever without the joy. We already established that, right? Our forever living is also forever joy. So whatever sorrows, ultimately if we really recognize the fountain of joy that we have to draw from The Sorrows are nothing compared to that And there's a part of our brains that knows this and yet in the midst of a season of suffering that we are going through No matter what any groundhog is going to tell us, right? It is a deep winter of my soul that will never end I just know it No, we don't but we get to the point where we're down and we're defeated And that's when we need to fight for joy by tapping into the fountain of everlasting and unrelenting joy that never ends, that never quits. A joy, not just that never ends, a joy that never quits. That's why he tells us in verse 6 here, to rejoice not in our own strength or out of our own pocket, but to rejoice. In all this, you greatly rejoice. In fact, that word there for rejoice is, it is a, a word for an extreme joy. Just like Way out of here. In other words, not the little fountain, the big fountain. The word that's used for joy is an extreme joy that explodes outward. So it's not just a joy that's extreme within you. You just, oh, I'm just so happy. No, it's a joy that just can't stay in. It just explodes out. A joy so immense, a joy so intense that it cannot be ca- contained. It must spring up. It must spring out. No matter what will be, it is a joy unrelenting. And we are told in James chapter one, the similar thing, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, and this is totally possible. We think, oh, I don't know. well, first of all, God said it. So it is. But Paul talks about it in second corinthians chapter 6 verse 10 he goes down the list of all the bad horrible things that just keep happening to him and everything going on and one of the things he says there is sorrowful yet always rejoicing sorrowful yet always rejoicing we can be smiling and crying at the same time when we're in the fountain See, what we see here is a joy that, that comes, not just comes back someday. You know, when things get better, I'll, I'll get my joy back. No. Fight back today with the joy that you have. Through suffering, through sorrow, there is rejoicing. Verse 6 here, it says, While you may have had to suffer grief, in all kinds of trial that that suffer grief word that's used is a word that means a heaviness It's something you feel it's something that weighs on you And yet at the same time that part of that verse he says rejoice it, It's not pretending like I just got it. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 not gonna let this bother me I'm gonna be joyful no matter what it costs I, I'm gonna I am determined to that I'm I'm joyful this is you're going to do it with grit and determination I'm going to be joyful no you don't need that because all you're doing is picking lint out of your pocket That's not where the joy is But it, it, The point is that if We don't have to pretend Like things aren't bad That it's not like it's not heavy That we're not suffering To be joyful We can be Sorrowful yet Always rejoicing Not rejoicing for the trouble But rejoicing in the trouble jesus said in john 16:33, in this world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world uh, and yet i hear people say I, I, I got no joy left i'm empty i'm empty because of, uh, of someone or something that has just stolen all my joy and i, I understand that i've been there but even though that's tr- how you truly feel Is that a truth statement? And you hear the difference, and we'll hear this occasionally and other times for me. There there are those things we don't want to deny that you truly feel. But that doesn't make it truth. T-R-U-T-H. First off, if we have an everlasting fountain of joy, it's everlasting, it never shuts off. Even if someone comes and steals all the joy, so to speak, that's bubbled up all around the surface, you cannot be empty. Because it's a fountain. It just keeps coming up. Yeah, they may have come, but listen, you can't be empty. It will come up. It will replace And while our joy may leak out at times as Christians, our joy can never be totally empty, for it is a fountain fed by an unending ocean of love from heaven above. Now, if you're talking about your human joy, yeah, maybe so. But we're talking about a joy of Jesus. And so no matter how bad something or someone is or how draining life is, there will always be joy available to you to fight from and to fight with that is renewed and filled afresh by the Holy Spirit. Again and again in Acts, we read at the beginning, we know of Pentecost and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, but those same disciples over and over again, we read that it says they were filled, like in Acts chapter 13, verse 52, they were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. So when we say somebody or something steals my joy, let's think about that for a minute. Is it possible that what they've stolen is your fleshly human joy, the stuff you've been keeping in your pocket, so to speak, the human stuff? Because if we as Christians have a fountain of joy... That is the joy of the lord is it really possible for somebody to steal god's joy from you so you don't have any left I, and somebody says yeah that's what happened to me now i want you to think just use your head for a moment here not your emotions or your feeling about what's going on think is it possible for somebody to steal god's joy god's joy from you who or what is strong enough to go up against god And steal his joy from his fountain. It's like that old church choir song that we've been singing. There ain't nothing, there ain't no one going to steal my joy, right? We say, amen, yeah, ain't nothing going to steal my joy. We're going to fight for joy. And then we fight so hard in our own strength to try to keep it. It doesn't work that way. There is not enough strength that we have as we go through life dealing with the things to try to fight and somehow bring about joy, make us feel joyful again, especially when we recognize that ultimately we're going up against the devil. That's when we realize, you know what, God's got this. In verse 5, I skipped over that, but it says, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. It's a military term there. And and, uh, talking about being kept, being shielded, being guarded and protected by the dunamis, the power of God, not by our own power. What's protected, what's kept, what's shielded is by his power. Now, now some would say, well, this is talking about our salvation. And again, I say, listen... Salvation is not limited to just that we're going to live forever. It deals with everything that comes in the package deal, which includes our joy. How can we possibly think, even even so, how can we possibly think that God is able to protect our ticket to heaven that he gives us, but somehow he's not able to protect the other gifts he gives us like joy? Are you with me? Man, there are many who say, Oh, I know God's protecting my salvation. Uh, it's, it's forever protected by Him. But for some reason, He's not going to protect anything else that He gives us. God's got it. We need to grasp that Jesus is the keeper of my fountain of joy. Can you say that with me? Let's just say Jesus is the keeper of my fountain of joy. You ready? Jesus is the keeper of my fountain of joy. He is powerful enough to protect it. He is powerful enough to give a constant supply of joy that we will never run out of. Are you tapped into the right fountain now? Are you really tapped into the fountain of joy that God has put in? Or are we tapped into our own pocket of joy? You feel like you've had everything taken from you. I know. Somebody still wants to argue about this and say, you know, but I've had everything taken from me but did they take Jesus from you? No, they can't take Jesus from me. I've had everything else taken, but you know what? They can't take Jesus from me. That's right. And if you got Jesus, then you got joy. You see, Jesus is the one who has the joy. Jesus is the one who gives the joy. That's where the joy comes from. So if they can't take Jesus away from you, they can't take the joy of Jesus away from you. Let the everlasting, unrelenting fountain of joy spring up in our soul. Uh, you will notice that I, I, I put the phrase, uh, fight for joy, in the middle of that, I put four. That has a number of reasons for that, but part of that. Is an emphasis as we look at fighting for joy this week this year in four different areas To fight for joy with god with our god to fight for joy with our family To fight for joy with our church to fight for joy with our world You see it's in those relationships where we find the greatest joys and unfortunately the greatest sadness And so as we think this year at our theme to fight for joy Let's hone in and think in that for there are four areas. I need to fight for joy with god in my life and my life with him and, and as an individual but my my family, my church and the world around me and it, it gets connected even to the next series we begin next week. In fact, I hope that we'll be able to have one day and I'm not I, I, I can't even make it up to Tim the tool man, uh, let alone Al. Uh, and for some of you are like who's that I know uh, but one hope I have is that at some point in time, now in the hallway here we'll be able to have a fight for joy victory board, where we can just write or post our testimonies of joy winning out through the good times and the bad. This point, you know what? Here's a victory. The kind of joy that we're to have is not just that joy that we just talked about, but as well, it's a joy that is overflowing, overwhelming fountain of joy springing up in our soul. We don't have to manufacture joy. It's already made. In fact, we've already been given it. We just got to make the choice. We've got to make the choice to let it out. Um, it's kind of like... I'm going to put this here. It's kind of like... This is a can of joy. Now, for some of you, it really is. Just what the doctor ordered. Right? Okay. So it's kind of like this. This is a can of joy. And I'm going to let somebody have that. Understanding, as as we think through this here, understanding you didn't buy it. You didn't make it. It's just something you received. Are we are we following this analogy here? Here's some I have. You didn't buy it, you didn't make it, it's just something that you received. And but can you experience that can of joy by just letting it sit there? It doesn't do. It it doesn't work that way. The only way you're gonna experience that can of joy is if you open it, right? And you pour it out. Now, you can experience that. You like Dr. Pepper? Go ahead. Yeah. See, just let people know whether that's real or not. All right? All right? Okay? It's a real... uh, It's it's dr. Pepper and you drink you can have more of it later But let's let's think about this. Here's the joy you got to experience a joy nothing you made nothing you did you 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 got that Uh, and it wasn't a lot of effort to get the joy. Actually, I could have let him open it up uh I could have let him open it up, but By opening it up. He didn't do anything to get the joy It, It just is there There's nothing we do that we need to do to create the joy. We just need to open it up. Open up to joy that's already there. Jesus says in John chapter 15 verse 11. These things I have spoken to you. That my joy may be in you. That your joy may be full. Jesus is not saying. Hey I'm going to throw a little joy your way. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to last forever. No he's saying. I am giving you my joy. The joy of the eternal sovereign all-powerful Jesus that's the joy you're getting not the joy of uh, kind of a beaten down half-hearted Christian no you're not getting that joy you're getting the joy of Jesus I'm putting my joy in you his eternal all-powerful Jesus joy and therefore the glass really with Jesus joy is never going to be half empty or half full it's always going to be full and overflowing. To the top and overflowing, which is really what uh, chapter 1, uh, First Peter 1, verse 8. Let's just jump to verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him, now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. this inexpressible, glorious joy, the the rejoicing. One of the words that's used there is the same word that was used in verse 6. One of the words in verse 8 is the same word in verse 6, which is talking about a joy, a rejoicing that is overflowing, over the top, just exploding kind of joy. So in a sense, that means that this can... Of joy illustration is not really correct. It's not exactly the joy that Jesus has given us. So. I have another can. I have another can to illustrate the kind of joy that Jesus gives to us. I have. Uh, it, it is the. Because just opening up a can of joy and pouring it out, that's good. That shows that it wasn't really ours and it's, it's there and all we got to do is open it up. But you know what? No, 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 no. That's not the kind of joy that, that really what we're talking about. A joy that should a- a explode like a fountain. I think i got to work on this a little because it's been sitting there for a while. So let's just think about it this way. What kind of joy, what kind of fountain do we have? Is there joy kind of like this? Or is it like this? Or is it like that? What does it need to be? What is the joy that the Word of God is talking about? It is not this. It is not even this. It is that. And actually, it's even more than that, which is pictured. Okay. So, anyway, you said you're ready. Here. Okay. Now, hang on. What are you doing? I was to wipe yourself up. It's not going to help. You're you all right? Okay, listen carefully. Oh wait a minute, it's empty. Uh, I did open it up. It's empty. This is a non-Christian can. It's got no joy. Got no joy. Not real joy, not the joy we're talking about. And actually, if I would have done that, I, that that illustration might have been a little over the top, and over the sides, and over the chairs, and all that. So I didn't I didn't do that that illustration in that way. But you can picture what it was like, what it would have been like. That is the picture of God's joy. The fountain of joy that he's put into us and what he's given to us. A joy that was never meant to be just felt inside, but a joy that can't be contained inside. It's got to be expressed. It can't be bottled up. True joy of Jesus can't be bottled up. We need to let the overflowing, overwhelming fountain of joy in our soul out. This is what it would look like. In a city built on creating drama, even a burst water main it seems has to be just that bit more spectacular. A water main in break. the middle of Sunset Boulevard at one How's point, water shooting from the ruptured pipeline joy. at 36,000 gallons you know a minute. Cool the road right surface now, unable to here, cope under the pressure there could be so many place for that shot to go was downhill some of your life you flooding college grounds at core is yes not, not
1: like this little fountain. Oh, it looks nice it's pretty students there oh. captured these oh. images of the water surging into an underground car park kind of
0: joy that just explodes yeah uh, that's the inexpressible and glorious joy That's what it's like. It's not controlled. It's not about all of this that, you know, well, we've got to have it look nice. It's not. When he's saying, though you have not seen him, you have this inexpressible, glorious joy over joy, a, a gladness. Sometimes what we're going through is so difficult. I know that we can't imagine that we could ever have any joy, let alone a joy like that in the midst of our suffering. But it's not your joy that you're having in your suffering. It is God's joy that you're having. It's God's joy that you're experiencing. God, like everything else, we think about this joy. It's not the pretty little fountain. It is something so much more. It could be a, a, a joy that just is is all over. It's a joy that that you just look at the fountain. And you say. Wow, that's a fountain of joy But pastor if you're trying to make this analogous or make this an analogy to my life I will never have a joy As spectacular as that Well, you won't But it's not your joy. It's god's can god have a joy as spectacular as that and more Of what he wants to do we're talking about Jesus' fountain of joy. A joy that belongs to him. This should be wow. This should be overwhelming. This should be an inexpressible and glorious joy that we can experience. Have you experienced that kind of joy? Are you experiencing that kind of joy? Joy that words just cannot explain. It is inexpressible. A joy that something, uh, because something, no, actually, it's not a joy because something went right. Well, I'm joyful because something finally went right in my life. I'm joyful because I got blessed by this. And those are all good and they can come from God. But what we're talking about is a joy that no matter what's happening, in spite of what's going on, outside of you in spite of how you're feeling inside of you suddenly you were overcome with a joy that has absolutely nothing to do with you and it starts to well up inside of you filling up and up and overtaking you until it starts to just overflow and splashing and springing out from you like that whole song at the beginning though I got a river of life I got this fountain of joy that just keeps coming and there's nothing necessarily you can put your finger on why you're experiencing this joy you shouldn't be feeling this you shouldn't be happiness but nonetheless it's happening because you're being overwhelmed with joy you can't help but smile and even as you can't help but smile even if you were trying to fight it back it just turns a smile turns into a laugh and you're just laughing and you're thinking people are gonna think i'm so weird but the fountain has been opened up and you just laugh Sometimes even laugh until we cry. And I think sometimes somebody say that when we laugh until we cry, shows us that we just can't handle that much joy here on earth yet. There will be a time when we're with Him where we will laugh so hard that we won't cry anymore because we'll be able to fully experience all. Of that fountain of joy. All of it that he has. Have you been overwhelmed with joy? Have you experienced. Floods. From the inside out. Taking up. Filling you. A smile that comes on. And a laugh. Overwhelmed. Overflowing. Spilling. Splashing. Rejoicing. With an unspeakable. Indescribable joy. Joy. In fact, let me just ask. I wasn't going to do this, but let's see. Who could say, and I hope I'm communicating it clearly enough to understand this is not a human thing. Who could say you have been at a point in your life where you've experienced that kind of joy, that inexpressible, glorious joy that just from I don't know where and it just over, overwhelmed you. It's not, one, it's real. Two, it's not a fountain that you have to travel to to get to. Like I was there. I experienced that once before. It's Jesus. is the fountain of joy. And he's within us. Let's fight for joy this week. Let's fight with a fountain of joy from Jesus that is everlasting, that is unrelenting, that is overflowing, that is overwhelming. Let us splash the joy of Jesus on everyone that we meet, that we walk by, everywhere we are. But we have to be intentional about opening up of recognizing we've been given the card. We've been given the fountain. Let it flow Father I pray that you would help us in this as we recognize that you have given us a new birth into a living hope through your resurrection even as we look at what is here in the communion elements Jesus we recognize In Hebrews, you tell us, for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. There is nothing any of us have gone through or are going through that is going to compare to the cross that you had to take. And yet, in the same conversation as that, in the same sentence as that, you talk about joy joy. Not for that, but the joy in and through that. Set us free to trust in you to be our fountain of joy. The one who keeps it and keeps us. Lord, work and move, even in this time we have right now. Bless the bread and the cup and all that you've done for us as we remember that. With joy, our salvation in your name.